I'm Alan Weiss. This is The Uncomfortable Truth. Welcome back. Today, stranger in a strange land. It's a very common phrase, you know. It comes from, most popularly, a book by Robert Heinlein, one of the great science fiction writers of all time. He wrote this book in 1991 about a guy named Valentine Michael Smith. Originally, the phrase is from the Bible, from Exodus. Stranger in a strange land. It's hard to communicate in a strange land. Yet we find that we're not talking about planetary. Michael Smith came from Mars, Valentine Michael Smith in the book. We're not talking about planetary or even internationally. We're talking about locally. We're talking about next door and around the block and in the neighborhood. We're strangers in a strange land. When I grew up, we had neighborhoods and kids who knew each other and parents who knew each other. Today, people can demean themselves. Gay people often use gay to describe each other. I've heard black people use the N-word in private and on stage to describe each other, but of course others can't do that. But what message does this send? When we undermine ourselves, when we're so self-disparaging. Spike Lee said once, the black director, the excellent black director, that no white director could ever direct a film about Malcolm X. Well, could Spike Lee direct a film about, say, U.S. Grant or John Kennedy? I don't understand why race is a big factor here. Can a gay director direct a heterosexual love scene? After all, they're doing it all the time. Or how about vice versa? Unmarried therapists counsel married patients all the time, usually quite effectively. Doctors can appreciate pain and side effects and after effects even if they haven't experienced them themselves in that particular operation. We don't expect doctors to undergo heart surgery because they're heart surgeons. I remember a doctor who had to take care of an infection in my finger, and he said to me very carefully, look, the uh, anesthetic I'm going to shoot into your finger is going to hurt you. I'm wanting anything else, and I'm sorry. It will burn for about two seconds. I'm warning you, and sure enough, that's what happened. I can understand your view and respect it in most cases, while not agreeing with it. Why can't you accept mine? Just yesterday, as I record this, there was a big flap over Ellen DeGeneres, who happened to be at a football game with former President Bush. And although their politics are quite different, they sort of hung out together and they were friendly. And of course, everybody starts to object to this. And she said on her show subsequently, I might not agree with someone's opinion. It doesn't mean I can't be their friend. I've always told each other, I've always told everyone, she said, to love each other and to get along with each other. And I was just exemplifying that. You don't just get along with and love people who agree with you. This should apply to everyone. I agree with her. It's fine to believe that religion doesn't belong on public view. Okay. But why mock people who, in all goodwill, want to send you their prayers? Because that's all I have to send. There's no reason to mock that. Comics don't go to college campuses anymore. Seinfeld has refused to do it, and he's the cleanest comic I've ever seen. But he refuses to go there and listen to the agendas and the heckling and people shouting out. Intellects don't want to be in physical danger when introducing what constitute alien concepts on college campuses. And there are cases of people having to rush off stage and being chased by mobs. Ironically, you know, the pseudo-intellectualism and forced diversity of Ted is attractive, but it's really preaching to the choir, isn't it? 
Now, Ted's interesting. Everything is intellectual, no matter how far out it is. And if you count the people who they feature every time they send you the newest videos, there are usually five. The, uh, the diversity is obviously orchestrated and choreographed. You'll never see five white men, for example, in any given week. Never, not even by accidental draw. I had Margaret Wheatley once, who wrote Leadership in the New Science as my guest at Thought Leadership, and she was as depressing as you get. She was a a failed 60s activist. She felt that uh, she had given up on the world with all justification, and everybody else should give up on it as well. And her admonition to my group, believe it or not, which drew absolutely dropped jaws, was only speak to people, solely speak to people with whom you already agree. Don't try to change anyone's mind. It's not worth it. And she left with this great black cloud behind her, which I had to disperse and reinvigorate the group. We can be strangers today without leaving our homes in the strange lands of social media, broadcast media, email, and all the rest. We guilt people and we bully people by making them strangers. They're strangers to the in-group. They're strangers to the in-group's norms. We shun people. This is why scientific sampling shows that political debates influence virtually no one to change their views and serve mainly to solidify the existing views. It's a mass case of confirmation bias. We are strangers in plain sight today, often not helping someone in trouble and often not providing unsolicited help because we fear what will result. We fear being attacked. We fear lawsuits. We fear being blamed. We fear people pointing a finger at us. I was on the beach at Palm Beach, and there were people who were obviously in trouble about 200 yards out in the water. They had been on uh, paddle boards, and they were in trouble. But they were 100 yards to the left of the hotel's property, the Four Seasons, and there were jet skis there. And the jet skis could have been brought out to get them, but the lifeguards refrained because they were prohibited from trying to save anyone not on hotel property or within hotel purview because they feared lawsuits. Finally, we prevailed on the lifeguards to go get them anyway, and under that pressure they did. What kind of world is this? Saving lives or not saving lives because a lawyer might sue? Our sense of community has dwindled to isolated islands. Worse, We talk of tribes as if it's a badge of pride rather than another indication of isolation. Tribes are exclusionary. Communities are inclusionary. There's a huge difference. Valentine Michael Smith, a stranger in the strange land, was a human being whose trip to Mars crashed. He was the only survivor, and he was raised by Martians. And being raised by Martians, when he was returned to Earth, he had different ideas about sex and love and religion and socialization. Much different from the prevailing ideas at the time. He died in the book because of his differences. Let's try to live to protect differences so that no one is any longer a stranger. And that, my friends, is the uncomfortable truth. (laughs) 